From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Today is Monday, February 7th. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. In Egypt, the new cabinet tries to restore the economy, but protesters say the issue is the immediate departure of Hosni Mubarak. Also ahead, Chinese-Americans are speaking less in such regional dialects as Cantonese and more in Mandarin. One resident of Chinatown isn't happy about the trend. Most people see Mandarin as being really pale and humorless. You know, and it's not a language you can make love in or fight with, you know? Whereas Cantonese is something else. Next up, today's headlines. BBC News with David Austin. The new Egyptian cabinet has held its first full meeting in a move to stabilise the economy shaken by two weeks of popular protests. The state media says the government has announced a pay rise in public sector salaries and pensions. Yolande Nell reports from Cairo. Some six million Egyptians work in its bloated public sector. In the past, they've been staunch supporters of the government. But in recent years, low wages and high prices have led to growing dissatisfaction. Now, after almost two weeks of unprecedented social unrest, efforts are being made to win their approval, with a 15% increase in salaries and pensions to take effect from April. Earlier, the new cabinet also made new promises to investigate election fraud and official corruption. A prominent member of Algeria's ruling elite has launched a scathing attack on the Algerian government and called for new blood to be brought in. Zohra Drif Bitat, a vice president of Algeria's upper house of parliament, said that despite the country's huge oil and gas profits, ordinary people were still struggling to get by. Official results from last month's referendum on the independence of South Sudan have confirmed that almost 99% of people voted for separation from the north. Peter Martel reports on the celebrations in Juba, the main southern city, as the results were announced. It was incredible. There was an amazing atmosphere. There was almost a thousand, maybe even more people gathered at the grave of the first president of the south, the former rebel leader. And it's the focal point in the town. People gathered there and there was an open air cinema screen. So the results in Khartoum were screened here live in Juba. And when the results came out, every time there was an announcement, people stood up, they waved flags, they cheered. It was an incredible mood, a real feeling of history is what one of them said to me just after the announcement came out. Peter Martel. An official report into the release from a Scottish jail of a Libyan man convicted of blowing up an airliner over the town of Lockerbie in 1988 has concluded that Britain's last Labour government did all it could to secure his release. Many Americans died in the incident and an American senator has accused Britain of making a deal to get Abdelbasid al-Magrahi released. Rob Watson has this report. Although the report says the then Labour government didn't lobby or pressure the Scottish authorities into releasing Abdul Basit al-Magrahi, it does conclude it did want to see him freed and decided to help bring that about. That help amounted to British officials advising the Libyans on how to proceed legally. The current Prime Minister, David Cameron, said while there clearly wasn't some conspiracy involving the previous government, British oil interests and the Libyans, he did accuse former Labour ministers of misleading the country about their role in supporting al-Magrahi's release. World News from the BBC. 
The High Court in Bangladesh has ordered the authorities to exhume the body of a 14-year-old girl who died after being publicly whipped. The court also ordered a second post-mortem to determine the cause of the girl's death after an initial examination concluded that her body bore no sign of injury. The girl had been accused of having an affair with a married man and sentenced to a hundred lashes. A lawyer for the founder of the WikiLeaks website, Julian Assange, has told a court in London that his client would be denied justice if extradited to Sweden to face allegations of sexual assault because rape trials there are held in secret. He also said Mr Assange could be sent from Sweden to the United States where he might face the death penalty because he'd published confidential US documents. Mr Assange denies the allegations against him. Thousands of costumes for the Rio de Janeiro carnival have been